You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. In Revelation 4.4, 4, it reads, In a circle around the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on those thrones were 24 elders. They were dressed in white clothing and had golden crowns on their heads. We're introduced to a magnificent scene in the throne room of heaven. John witnesses a panoply of brilliant colors. Uh, they're beaming from the throne, and he sees 24 other thrones with 24 elders seated on them. Now, the identity and function of the 24 elders are not agreed by many. You know, uh, the big question is, you know, do they represent some larger group of people? And if they do, what's the significance of that? And there are actually about a dozen interpretations on this, believe it or not. And most of them are, are just very subjective. But I do want to address one of those those theories or interpretations, and that is the pre-tribulational interpretation. Now, pre-tribulationism uh, frequently asserts that the these twenty-four elders they they quote represent the raptured church, and basically they argue that because you know they're they're dressed in white and they had crowns on their their head. Uh, but why why make this assertion this interpretation? Well, you have to understand the, the, the pre-tribulationist believes that the rapture will happen before the Antichrist Great Tribulation, even before this reference of the 24 elders, uh, most of them, not all of them, but most of them will say that at the beginning of chapter 4, you have John, so John is uh, called up to heaven. In Revelation 4, 1 to 2, it reads, After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Verse two, at once I was in the spirit and behold, a throne stood in heaven and or with one seated on the throne. That's uh, so verse one and two here we have. So uh, John is uh, being transported uh, to a different realm in heaven to to witness a revelation. Pre-tribulationists will say that this, that John here is symbolically representing the church, or the rapture church, that is. This is an allegorical interpretation by pre-tribulationists who, by the way, at the same time, they'll say, well, you know, they take scripture in a literal fashion. Well, this, that's, that, in this case, it's they're being inconsistent with their interpretation. They want to take scripture in a literal fashion, but then they'll they'll allegorize scripture in Revelation four. We're told that pre, by pre-tribs that okay, in verse one, John represents the church, and then we're told that four verses later, now the church represents uh, the church is represented by the twenty-four elders. Well, how how convenient is that? There's a name for this. I mean, it's just, it's called exegetical gymnastics. And it's just simply allegorizing and twisting scripture to fit a preconceived theory. Getting back to this issue of the 24 elders representing the church. 
pre-tribulationists, they argue this because, again, they're wearing white, and this must mean that they represent the church. Well, white is a common color for angels in Scripture, uh, and it can just simply represent purity. So it's it's really a straining reading to require to read into this the raptured uh, church being represented by the elders. Another argument that's used is that the, they're wearing crowns, uh, crowns, and supposedly that indicates the church. But once again, you know, crowns are not exclusive to believers. I mean, Christ has a crown. Even angelic demons is said to wear something like crowns. The first seal writer who very, very well may represent the Antichrist, I believe that he represents Antichrist, is, has a crown. So it's not just, again, it, you're, you're, it, it's just a bad argument because it's, well, it's a very subjective argument. A number of good reasons why the 24 elders do not represent the church, but I want to I focus on two reasons. The first is found in Revelation 5, and Revelation 5 reads, I'm going to read Revelation 5, 7 through 10, verse, starting in verse 7, And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and a golden and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood, now listen to this, by your blood you ramps, ransomed people, get that? You ransomed people, that's third person, not first person, you ransomed people for God from every tribe and nation and people and nation. Or every tribe and language and people and nation. Now verse 10. And you have made them, third person, a kingdom and priest to our God. And they, third person, shall reign on the earth. What does this mean? I mean, what it means is that the elders are distinguishing themselves from the church. I mean, if they represented the church, there there would be some, they would possess some marker of representation, but we don't find that. Now, one one objection to this is, and, and I've heard this uh, a number of times, there are some pre-tribulationists who, who use the King James Bible and they say that, well, their, their text, their, their version of the Bible, it reads in the first person, not the third person. And just as a preface, I'm not against the KJV. It's not a bad translation. Uh, I, I say this because, you know, I, I know some KJV folks can get kind of worked up over this issue if you criticize the King James or you uh, agree with a modern translation over the KJV. Um, nevertheless, there are there are textual facts that actually that bear out that the KJV in this instance contains an inferior reading in a, in a few places here. For example, Revelation 5.10, or yeah, Revelation 5.10. In the King James Bible, it reads, it says, and hast made us, that's the first person, right? First person plural, unto our kingdom, uh, unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And we, right? There's um, that first person again. Uh, you have made them, okay? 
Revelation 5, 10. This is in the New American Standard. Now, you have made them. So the KJV has, you have made us. You hast made us. So you hast made us. KJV. Now, New American Standard, you have made them, third person, to be a kingdom and priest to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. King James, the King James Version says, made us, then the four living creatures and the elders are, they would argue, are part or represent the church. But the question of this variant reading can quickly be solved by examining the support of the manuscripts. And uh, by far, most of the majority of the witnesses' manuscripts, they, they testify to the third person, not the first. And this is an interesting point because King James only advocates, they often use the, quote, majority argument as a defense for their readings. Maybe I should have noted this, but you have to understand the King James Bible and then modern translations, they have two similar, but there are some different, uh, there is a different uh, textual tradition behind these, uh, well, behind the KJV and the modern translations. And so that's why you find a lot of debate on some of these textual variants, okay? Well, this is an example of one of these issues, that you have two different readings. So modern translations have the third person and the and the KJV, I'm, I'm uh, the third person, right? In the in the KJV has the first person. The majority of witnesses is on the side of this of this uh, third person, and more importantly, it's the the it's the earliest in the best manuscripts that support them. That's actually it's not so much when you do textual criticism, you don't just merely count noses. That is count manuscripts. Oh, fifty manuscripts over here has this, and then there's two over here. Uh, you can't really do that because what if the 50 manuscripts or 49 is dependent upon a, a corrupted reading of, of you know, they were, they were, what if they are copied from a, a corrupted manuscript? So you can't just count manuscripts. But you have to, and, and there's ways to, to analyze what are the best, uh, evaluate what are the best manuscripts. And uh, but but the third person is supported by the earliest and the best manuscripts here, and 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 I kind of alluded to the other uh, variant where it says the King James Bible has "we shall reign." That's the first person, and then modern translations have "they will reign." And once again, here the KJV is attested by uh, no Greek manuscripts of significance, whereas the modern reading "they." is attested by the, well, not just the vast majority of manuscripts, but more importantly, again, the earliest and the best of them. And what one more similar variant reading is found in verse 9. Uh, the King James Version has, has re, in Revelation 5.9, has, has redeemed us to God, where the New American Standard has purchased for God. But again, here, textual considerations will help us cl- clear up this uh, discrepancy because uh, there, you know, though th- there are not many manuscript witnesses that testify to purchased for God, it is, however, it's supported by the best witness to the book of Revelation, that's Codex A. I know I'm getting a little, maybe a little technical here, but the point here is 
on this variant is to, sh- to show that the 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 best rendering the, of the of the third person is attested by again once again the best manuscripts. Well, before we move on to the second point, uh, I do want to note since the four living creature, creatures, these are clearly celestial beings, right? They're not humans. Even pre-tribulationists would agree the four living creatures are not humans. But it's absurd to argue that they have been redeemed because the King James Bible has the living creatures being redeemed. And that would argue against the uh, the King James rendering in this case. So the first, the first reason is that the narrative, this narrative in Revelation four and five, they they show that elders are not, they're not part of the church, nor do they even represent the church. It's just a, a subjectiveness on the part of the pre-tribulationists. But the second reason is this eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. If the twenty four elders, if they represent the church. And the church, according to pre-tribulationism, says that they are present in this scene in heaven, in Revelation 4 and 5, because they have been raptured. Then the obvious question is, where is the church? The text does not indicate at all any large group of redeemed people in heaven. The raptured church, you know, we're told, is supposed to be in heaven at this time. And yet the, the, the focus is on the Lamb of God who gave his life for the church. And yet we're, we're, we are given no hint of any great multitude in this scene. Uh, interestingly, where do we find an account in the book of Revelation of a large multitude in heaven? That's right, in, Re- in Revelation 7. Revelation 7, between the 6th and the 7th seal. Um, let, me, let me just read a portion of this. So the 6th the seal is, is broken, and before the 7th seal is broken, that will unleash the, uh, God's wrath in this trumpet and bowl judgments. You have two groups of people being delivered. There's 144,000 Jews on earth that are protected. And then there's a, this innumerable multitude that appears in heaven, resurrected bodies. It can be uh, none other than the raptured church of of God's people, or not just the church, but all of God's people. In verse 9, Revelation 7, 9, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation and from from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches in their hands. And they're crying out to, uh, crying out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And then we're told later, or in, in a few other uh, verses later, that this innumerable multitude came out of the Great Tribulation. So, the pre-wrath interpretation takes a natural interpretation of the book of Revelation, not trying to find some enigmatic entity in the book of Revelation saying, oh, that's that's the rapture there. That, they represent the church or whatever, you know. I mean, uh, no. that uh, 
pre, the, that that's why a lot of people are beginning to subscribe and have subscribed coming over from the pre-tribulational camp to the pre-wrath camp because they see that the pre-wrath interpretation is the natural interpretation on this issue. Well, um, so, and, and have you ever asked yourself this question? Why should there, why should there be a representation of the church by the elders if, in fact, the reality of the church is present? Let me ask that, uh, ask that question again. Again, why should there be a representation of the church by the elders if the church is already there? If the church is there, why why this representation? I've never had a pre-tribulational expo- uh, exponent answer this question for me. In other words, if the church is in heaven at this time, even though one will look in vain for it in Revelation uh, four four through five, then why have the church be represented by an entity? You know, we're never told. We're never told by uh, pre-tribulationists. So let's to to sum it up. Uh, you know, who who are these enigmatic twenty-four elders? Uh, I I think they are likely some special order of angelic beings. You know, such as the four living creatures are a special order of worshiping angelic beings, and the elders probably you know they may function in some ruling capacity. We're not actually told. The text. We're not told exactly. It's, not, it's very limited, so we don't know for sure. Uh, but what we can know is that the the presence, that their presence, the twenty four elders, their their presence does not it doesn't indicate a pre tribulational rapture, as I argued above in those two reasons. And I, that's just simply straining the text, reading into the passage a preconceived pre tribulational theological system. And when you see this type of reasoning, by the way, when you when when a theological system feels the need to read into a passage as as like what we see in Revelation four, I mean, it should tell you that they don't have much scriptural ground to stand on. I've heard it once before, very sagaciously, that. You know about the twenty-four elders in light of all the speculation that surrounds it. Uh, it's probably the the best uh, understanding of all of this, and that is, uh, this person said, "quote Our attention should be drawn to the worshipped one, not the worshippers." 